Yeah, get ah. a small puppy. Yeah. It's just as difficult. I don't know what these In people fact, are more difficult because it never grows up. <laughs> we should start taking that tact. Yeah. Dogs are harder. Dogs are. It's, it's tougher having a fur baby. It is. Which I used to hate that term. Now I seem to love it. Fur baby. Furby. Fur baby. Come over here, my little fur baby. All right. Sounds coming. weird. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacast, the Megacast. Ted, I am very glad to see you today. Oh, what up, Steve? How are you, my friend? You know, pretty good for an early morning. I know, we're starting this one earlier than usual because yeah. we've got a big... We don't even know what this meeting is about, but we have a meeting right at 11 o'clock, so here it is, 10.15, so we're going to try and bang out as much of a mega cast as we can for the mega family. Yeah, and sorry, folks, but 10.15 is bright and early for me. It is. Typically, you're rolling in an hour later. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate the dedication that you have for the mega cast. Well, you know, Steve, I do what I can for the family. Nice. I was going to say we could do a night one, but last night I had an event that I had to do, so it was just going to be too many nights away from hanging out with my wife. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, I got I to gotta, I gotta pump the brakes. And I think next week, fingers crossed, might be the triumphant return of... Oh, don't even say it. Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. I saw him last night, hung out with him. How about he shows up to training camp, he tells me, wearing his Megacast shirt. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. He's like, bro, I wear that shirt all the time. I wear it to training camp. Do I'm you like, dry yours? Um, yes. All right. I don't dry it. <laughs> so stupid. I had actually a conversation with someone, a listener on Twitter, a long like direct message thread about T-shirts. Because he's like, I, some I hang, some I dry. With the soft style shirts, I hang dry them the first few times, and then if they feel loose enough, then I'm I'm willing to give it a shot and throw them in the dryer. But I've had a couple instances where it shrunk it a little too much. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just hop in the time machine to 11:15 last night. Okay, AT aliens blaring on the stereo. A uh, slightly drunk, very stone Ted Smith stood there with my Mega Cash shirt, like. Dryer, hang it. Dryer or hang it. I'm gonna hang it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still like. But I, it's a double, so I'm like, I, it has room to shrink. Oh, you. Uh, that one's a double. Yeah. You could, you could dry that one because, because yeah. you're, you're an extra large. Yeah. But like me, like I'm teetering. Sometimes, like I'm like, oh, I could wear a large, but on those soft style ones, I can't dry those larges. I gotta keep them. I gotta keep them as loose as possible because otherwise, it becomes a schmedium. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. I'm right there with you. And it happened to me from painting the grass. I had that Lulu shirt made, right? Yeah. So I had it made in large and extra large, and I'm like, oh man, the large fits perfect. But I'm gonna wash it because I don't like this. I-, I like having my, you know, I don't like the the t-shirt smell until you wash it. And I'm hang drying it. I'm like, perfect. Right before painting the grass, I'm like, you know what? It's it's a little wrinkly. I'm gonna throw it in the dryer for a minute just to kind of, you know, get that Febreze dryer sheet in there. I forgot. I went and vacuumed the house. I did a bunch of things. I had the dryer on for like 40 minutes, and I go back up there, and I'm like, oh, crap, but it's probably fine. It's already dry. It was already dried at that point. It was already hung yeah. dry. 
put it on and it's like a freaking body glove. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so glad I bought it. I brought an extra large as well. <laughs> like a body glove. Oh, I was so pissed. Yeah. And, and how about how much of a loser I am? I brought the large with me in my car to paint in the grass. Just in case if a band mate, uh, someone in one of the bands was like- What, the shirt? Yeah. You could be like, here you go, bro. I got you. And the funny part is, I, in my head, I'm like, that's the dumbest reason. Why would I do something as stupid as that? Well, it turns out our parking spot was further than it usually is. It used to be like practically across from like the, the, the stage. Yeah. Like you could just run back and you could do a lot of like, but this one was like, like about a mile away. I know I could do it, but it's like, I'm lazy. <laughs> Member of St. Asonia, where'd you get that shirt, bro? I have a Lulu. I want that shirt. <laughs> so, and he would have fit in a large just fine. And and the thought crossed but my head. But you didn't go get it. <laughs> so so yeah, if it was anthrax, I probably would have. But <laughs> yeah. Right. Miles Kennedy wants that shirt. You're walking that mile. Right. But the dude from San Antonio, I don't know his name. Let's call him Bill. Let's call him Bill. Pete. Lou. 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 And yeah. it turns out he his dog's a way bigger version of a Lulu. It's like a 100-pound dog as opposed to my 7-pound dog, so it didn't work out. I think the real question, so the shirt you're wearing is Lulu's face. Yes. And it's, uh, and it's a mock-up of uh, the Bullet Club t-shirt design for you wrestling fans. Hmm. So at, at this point, do you or Lulu feel guilt in the fact that you're parading around uh, uh, taking Finn Balor's basically trademark, and then he got hurt that night? Oh, here, Contraire, he's the Balor Club. I oh! Mine was a Bullet Club one, which Finn Balor at one All point, right. let's get extra wrestling geeky, back when he was Prince Devitt or Fergal Devitt in the New Japan wrestling days, was a member of the Bullet Club. I thought that was his shirt. No, it's uh, it's it's like uh, a, it's like almost like a nod to the Bullet Club because right. the Bullet Club is uh, is is owned by not by the WWE. They can't get the licensing for oh, it or so whatever. They can't do it. So the Bullet Club is mostly New Japan wrestling. It, it kind of a, a faction that spreads across New Japan, Ring of Honor. It's just a bunch of guys. AJ Styles was a part of it. The, the club, those guys, Gallows and Anderson were a part All of right. it. Um, currently, it's got like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, guys that aren't in the WWE. So the WWE can't use that. So when Finn Balor came, I think there was hopes of maybe one day creating the Bullet Club but in the WWE, but it would be the Balor Club because he right. would be the leader. So All right. who knows if it's ever going to happen, but maybe one day it will. I'm still blaming you two. It's still my fault. That sucked for him, man. I was really bummed. I was like, son of a bitch, this guy gets his moment. And then, and I don't know if you watched Raw when he had to hand the belt over. I did. That was hard for I mean, like, I felt for the guy. You could tell he was crying. Yeah. Yeah, you could, and I don't know. I just, it just seems crazy. You're right. They're like, here, here's your championship, and then you get hurt. And did you see how he got hurt? And it doesn't help. It doesn't help him. It doesn't help Daniel Bryan. It doesn't help the little guys when they get hurt as soon right. as they win titles. And the weird part is, I listened to an interview he did with Chris Jericho that aired like mo- like right before SummerSlam. So yeah, it was, and he was talking about how he had to change his style of wrestling because when he came to WWE, like some of the trainers are like, look. What we're going to teach you will make you have a longer career because the way you wrestle is way too reckless. And then what happens? He gets F's up thrown, his shoulder. Yeah, gets thrown into a damn wall. Dude, that was gangster watching him pop his own shoulder back into socket. I thought it was fake. I mean, when I even though like I didn't watch any of it till Mondays we were painting the grass. Yeah. But it looked fake when he was doing it. And then when they were like, no, he really did that, I was like, damn. That was gangster, and he finished the match. Like yeah. That match went on for like another 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he got hurt like early in the match. 
his arm goes out of socket. Like, straight out of Lethal Weapon 2, I think it was, when Riggs did it. I think he's been popping that shoulder in every Lethal Weapon. You know, you're probably it? right. He jacks that shoulder back in and then goes and finishes the match and wins the championship, only to have to hand it back over because the MRI says you're out for six months. I'm getting too old for this, S. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! Against the file cabinet. Hey, let's get our 10 in. Let's get our 10 push-ups before we uh, run out of time. Uh, this is our chance to get everybody ready for the mega cast to get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. Now, Ted, I wasn't going to do it, but I think I'm going to have to call an audible. All we're, right. We're talking about wrestling. All right. I feel like this could be the greatest push-up song that we can ever do push-ups to. Are you ready? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. Who, like, where do we go with this one? It's a wrestling theme. All right. It's someone that's not in the WWE, but hopefully will be soon. He's in NXT. And his entrance theme is... Glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. That's right. Bobby Roode, bitch. <laughs> he came out to this song... At NXT Brooklyn, 15,000 people singing along to this. It was amazing. Really? The whole crowd is singing this part. I got goosebumps, Ted. Let's get 10. It's like a weird Flash Gordon Queen type of a song. Yeah, no kidding. It's ridiculous. And he shows up, he's got like the sequenced, bedazzled robe like Ric Flair. He's on top of like some kind of weird like scaffold type thing that lowers down. And he's just kind of like, I'm glorious. It's amazing. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about it earlier. It's my sex song. Yeah. I have a free... I was just like, when do you thrust on that? The glorious part? I don't know. I feel like almost it should be playing right before it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like That's how you finish. Exactly. It's like without being too graphic, but ooh ooh ooh. Ooh ooh. Glorious. Ah. No, I no, it, I mean it just seems like it could come on like right after you guys are done, or like what if like you have sex right, and then you run into the bathroom, clean up a little bit, and then as you come out naked, both arms rise, and then you see hands on your hips, naked, honey, would you like coffee or a nap? <laughs> I feel like this is a song I need to finally impregnate my wife. This could be the difference maker. I believe it is. Oh, and that'll be a sad story when it is. <laughs> Why did you name your kid Glorious? I don't ask. Ted Talks, starring Tech Smith. Who's also Glorious. Steve. Ted. This Ted Talks a pretty simple one. Uh-oh. Pain in the grass is over. Summer meltdown's over. And sure, it seems like the summer's over, but it's not. And I want you to get out there. I want you to fire those grills up, and you end summer strong. Look, I love fall. It falls around the corner, college football, Premier League. 
all the stuff I love. Your Seahawks are back. But you end summer strong, man. You go fishing. You go crabbing. We got two more weeks of this bitch. Let's do it right. And then you go to Bumbershoot for Run the Jewels, where that night for Ted and Steve will be... Glorious! <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting more and more pumped, man, for our big slumber party. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Do you want to apologize to all the, the, the fine mega family people that were expecting a mega hug at Pain in the Grass? Yeah. Like Ashley hit us up on, uh, on Twitter, uh, tried to find us. Honestly... I only saw Ted maybe like three times the entire day. Yeah, it was very... It, and two of those times I was eating mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, usually... I, I don't know if it's like the... Because you guys had a party and we had a party. It just, that it screwed t- everything up. Yeah, it just timed out weird. Usually there's a there's at least like an hour where Steve and I get to roam around and go say what's up to people. Right. Yeah. We, we, I look forward to that. That's my favorite part of Painted Grass is when we have like about an hour, hour and a half of downtime and Ted and I just hit the hit hit basically the lawn and everywhere else and just... Say what's up to people. Yeah, but Couldn't this do it. Yeah, this year was just it was just tough. I mean, I did it, and I know you did it too. But we just didn't get to do it together. Yeah, which I tell you, that definitely is not. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, I do want to talk to you. We got to talk about painting the grass. Yes. I want to talk about my event last night where I was. Uh, I got to be the host of a big Madden battle between two Seahawks, our buddy, our boy, Luke Wilson, Dude. and uh, Jermaine Curse. Oh, I hope Luke won. We'll find out. Well, I told it this morning he did. So, oh, yeah, I mean, nice. I, I, yeah, I was going nice to like, be like. It was a tease for me. I didn't know. <laughs> That's a good point. Thanks for ruining it. I'm leaving during the break. There's no reason for me to come back to this. If you leave. I only have one word to say about that, and that is, it is glorious. No, I won't give it. All right. We'll be back back. in just a few minutes. Life is too short to last long, and so is this break. The Megacast will be back. Hey, it's me, Ryan Lochte. When I jump out of a pool, I like to feel fresh and clean. And ladies, if you like that same feeling, then try this. My new Ryan Lochte douche bag. Yeah, there's no doubting it. When it comes to douche bags, I take the gold. Remember, everybody likes to dive deep into a clean pool. And with my formula of vinegar, water, and a hint of chlorine, you'll be fresh as a wet daisy. And no, it won't make your hair blue. (laughs) So pick it up and clean it out. Easy to remember, Ryan Lochte, douchebag. Available now at gas stations and truck stops. See you at the pool. I'd like to smoke a little weed on the couch in the back room with these guys. The Megacast is back. Smoke a little weed on the couch in the back room, hide away. 
glow sticks in the air. Here we go. I hope people are walking by when we do this. Every once in a while, someone pops in the other room and stares into this window. And they see us two idiots dancing. Dan- just, I mean, at least you've got rhythm. I look like I'm having a seizure. See, I do a lot of dancing in my bathroom. I was thinking about that last night. Like, I bet the neighbors can hear. Like, I could stop dancing at 11 o'clock in there. Yeah. I do think if we do go to Bumbershoot, and I mean, they have all these different venues for shows. Yeah. I hope that there's like some kind of an EDM thing going on somewhere that day because it would be fun to go pop in there and show off my seizure dance yeah man yeah plus i mean yeah like you've been to fish oh yeah right like that's that's a great thing about meltdown too some of the jam bands like sunday night flow motion man like i feel like now i've gone to enough festivals where i have like i don't know how to describe it there's just a way to dance to that music though and you know what the weird thing is i've noticed from my days of going to raves and going to hippie jam band concerts like fish and whatever else um is that there's really a fine line in how the dances go yeah you know what i mean they're, they're both kind of like they kind of fall into the same family of just this reckless abandon of just doing whatever the f you want and nobody cares because everybody is effed up and nobody is critique it's not like you're going to no. a club at capitol hill where everybody typically they're uh they're they're just drunk yeah and they're judgmental whereas whether it's Meltdown or whether it's a USC rave, nobody cares. No. They just want, they're happy to see that you're having fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, get after it. Yeah, dance. Right, wiggle. Are you, as long as we, you're promising us that you're not having a seizure. No, I'm not. Okay, then, Steve, continue to dance. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I've ever gotten in trouble for is people go, you could dance more. <laughs> But nobody ever says stop dancing. They're like, you're not a good dancer. Bro, your dancing is throwing everything off. Right? You're embarrassing yourself. Sit down. Well, and dancing's such a like urge. You know what I mean? Like People like to dance. It goes back to, I don't care who you are, what tradition, whether you're, if your ancestors are from Africa, if they're from Europe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like People want to have some beverages, and in a, and in a group, they want to go dance. I love at home. I mean, it's the it, it, it's that that old saying, "Dance like no one's watching." I do that all the time. <laughs> I just don't do that anywhere where someone is watching. I have a new phrase for you. Yes, <laughs> and I got this from our buddy Joe, the mayor. Dance like no one is watching. Email like it'll be read aloud in a deposition. In a deposition. Depos- I like that. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce the word either, so I'm not even going to try. Deposition? Dep- deposition, deposition, right. So dance like no one is watching, email like it'll be read aloud in a deposition. I like that. I think <laughs> anything, just t- tweeting too. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. right? Facebooking, any of that crap. <laughs> just have a little of restraint, kids. Damn it. Let go of the restraint when it's dance. It is funny. We have restraint when we dance, but we don't have restraint when we're just saying the dumbest crap out there. No. Yeah. Well, dancing too, man, Like, because a lot of people are so subconscious about it, and that's fair. So it, it's a weird thing. When you see others doing it, it's almost easier to sit there and make fun of them than mm-hmm. to go out there, because party is kind of jealous. Like, man, what? they're out there dancing. Why, why, is, why aren't I dancing? I remember one time we did a hockey tournament in Bremerton and, uh, you know, with the crew and with like J-Mac and our buddy, uh, uh, you remember Takla yeah. uh, from, the, from the Classic, who's already pumped about next one as well, which is awesome. Uh, but we're at, and, and it's like, uh, they're playing dance music at this bar, I think it's called The Garage in, in, in Bremerton. I want to hang out there. Dude, it's- Name it's, alone. Yeah. The Garage. Oh, like, it's great. I'm in. 
And the whole time, though, like they're they're dancing, they're having a blast, and I'm like that guy that's afraid to jump in the water. Yeah, like I'm kind of like leaning over and bobbing my head, my foot's touching the water, but I won't jump in. No, and I was like, I never did, and I was like, nobody cares. What do I? And the whip and the nay song's going, and they're doing it, and I'm like, I want to do it. You know how to whip. I didn't know that that time, <laughs> two years ago. And they didn't play it the last time. I'm ready to whip a name. Man, this was two years ago. Yeah. See that, folks? Look, it still bugs Steve. It bothers me every day. You get that urge. You dance. That's right. I dance like I am glorious. No, I won't give in. We played that little, that, that little skit with uh, Ryan Lochte. Uh, have you heard the latest remix? No. So Lochte, as everyone knows, I don't think we need to really give a full backstory. He was an idiot at the Olympics. He's a giant jackass. And... Uh, he, spoiled brat. Yeah, and he lied to his mommy. His mommy then told USA Today that he was robbed at gunpoint, and then it turns out he wasn't, and he was urinating on a wall. And I'm not saying like things aren't weird in uh, in Rio, but it still was. he just came off like an idiot. Well, then he came he, off like a spoiled brat. Not only did he lie, he lied to his mommy. He's a grown-up. And then he continued to lie for a couple days, and then he bailed on the country and left his buddies there. That was, I agree. That yeah. was the worst part. Like, yeah, he's he, a spoiled, rich brat from the United States. He knew what was going on. And 100%. What was, and he's like, let me get out before things get weird. Yeah, and then his apology. Oh, I'm a human. I make mistakes. Nah, humans make mistakes. You lied about it for three days to the national media and to a whole nother country. Like, you're a douchebag. And you screwed over your friends. Yeah, yeah. and you hung them out to dry. I hate, I don't hate that dude. I just like him, Steve. Well, somebody <laughs> decided to take that apology and, of course, auto-tune it and turn it into a song. Nice. Are you ready? People can see it in many different directions. All we know is there is a gun. And that's dumb. There was a gun. And that's dumb. There was a gun. And that's dumb. Were you robbed? I don't know. All I know is I was a drunk fat boy for one night. One night. Why'd you do that? I don't know why. No why. I had too much to drink. The entire world had to watch this for the last week. Under that influence, still intoxicated. I think so. I know so. I over. It sounds like a that, Smash Mouth song. I know that's unbelievable. It's kind of catchy. I know. It's called the Gregory Brothers, and the song is called Drunk Frat Boy. And I think the Gregory Brothers, whoever made it, they actually jump in and spit some rhymes as well. These shenanigans. I'm gonna make this never again. When you're drunk, you can't remember if you tried. Not a bush. Were you fighting a hundred bad guys? Crime. There's no pull over. He died. I love to one night he was a drunk frat boy. Yeah. Get real. Right. You're a drunk frat boy your whole life. You've been living the drunk frat boy life. Yeah. You're 30 something and you're still bleaching your hair blonde. I just, uh, I, dude, you just nailed it. Right. All right. Sorry. Look, I did it in my 20s when I was a drunk frat guy. Yeah. He's 31 right. and he bleaches his hair. It's time to stop. Yeah. It's two bald men who would love hair to play with. You're a, you're a disgrace to a man with hair. Yeah, he is. Stop it. Yeah, just now, stop. Now, if it was frosted tips, I'm okay with that. Hmm. All right. See, I'd go mohawk, but I'm not. I'm not bleaching it. If you wanted to do the Seth Rollins hairstyle, I'm okay with that too. Yeah, half and half. Yeah, that, my friends, in my opinion, is absolutely glorious. <laughs> Did you see the dude with the blue mohawk on Saturday at, or Sunday at Pain in the Grass? No. He had a blue mohawk, right? Uh-huh. So I go, man, I like that mohawk. And I, before I could even say how, he just goes, Elmer's glue. And yeah. I go, are you serious? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he was like, and, and then he said, 
if it, like it's water soluble or something, so it rinses out. I was like, damn. Dude, uh, in high school, I, you know, uh, a lot of my friends were into the whole punk scene, myself included, but I would never, I, my parents would have killed me if I ever got like a, I was like the worst punk rocker. Yeah. I listened to my parents and followed their rules and came home during curfew. Um, but other than that, I was a total rebel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My friends. <laughs> I listened to my parents follow the rules and got over for a curfew. But hey, I freaking hated the system. But anarchy, brah. Anarchy. Right. Anarchy until 10. That's right. I have to be home. Not just the UK, but the B-K-L-Y-N. The Brooklyn. Anarchy. Yo. I got to go home, guys. <laughs> Don't want to get punished. Oh, hey, look. You know Steve's all about that anarchy. But it's 10. <laughs> Actually, he's going home a little earlier because mom's making lamb chops and he loves them. They're delicious. Mm, I like lamb chops. Yeah, with the applesauce. Yeah. Oh. Also, a weird car or a weird little puppet. Lamb <laughs> chop was awesome. <laughs> right? But they, a couple of my buddies had the Mohawks and that's what they did. They would use the glue? Elmer's, Elmer's glue. It's, it's, I guess it's just like that's the thing that the punk rockers know how to do. I knew a kid that ate glue. Yeah? Yeah. He ate glue all the time. Did you not have a glue eater in your grade school? We probably did. I can't remember, but I bet we did. So he ate a lot of glue. Yes, actually we did. I remember the kid because eventually he got weird and he set a table on fire, a desk on fire. So this guy ate glue all the time, right? And we knew he ate glue, but one day I remember he started the day with a brand new glue stick and it was gone by the end of the day. Disgusting. He ate glue. Wow. Yeah. I knew the kid that I knew. He used like the Elmers, and he would put it on his fingers, and, and then it, peel it off, peel it off, and eat it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I almost want to hurl. Just you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't sit well. Dude, there was another kid I went to school with that had the worst acne. And look, Steve, like he, but he wore glasses, and I don't know why, but he'd always scratch like the, like the pimples, and then go and smell it. Yes. Like like what is it? Uh, Superstar, the woman. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. From Saturday Night Live when she would do it on the armpits. Though. Yeah, oh. just like that. Gosh, I know. I could. We could probably write a book. Everybody, if we all contributed, like that would actually be a pretty funny book. The one weird kid in your school, and we just go around and find from different people. In fact, if you have a story, email us themegacast at yahoo dot com. We might turn it into a book, and you'll see not a single dime of it. Yeah, but because uh, we all have the one weird kid in school, and ours was Kenneth. That was the glue eating kid that set the desk on yeah, fire. Yeah, ours was Dan. Yeah, see, everyone's got that kid. Oh, I'd love to hear those stories. So either tweet us them or email us uh, one or the other. That would be pretty awesome. You had a glue eater in your school. We all do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when we get back, we will finally talk about the big battle between Luke Wilson and Jermaine Curse and and maybe other stuff too. Or maybe we won't. I don't know. We're bad at teases. Yeah. We're rebels. We are. But we got to be- Anarchy. But we got to be done in uh, 10 minutes. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. So anarchy for nine minutes. Me yellow is Grace. El Mega Cast will be back. No juego conmigo, tú sabes, amigo. No tome matar a mis amigos y kilos. Mi casa, su casa, cuida con el chico. Tú quieres la placa, yo tengo perico. Ya te dije, el juego y fuego. I am the God. D 
These days, we're bombarded by a steady stream of news stories that all have one thing in common. They're depressing. Economic turmoil, civil unrest, political scandal. At times, you actually dread launching your internet browser. Until now. Introducing Google Delusion, the add-on for your web browser that keeps the good news and tosses the bad, leaving your web browsing experience filled with cute baby videos, pictures of half-asleep puppies, and hilarious segue fails. Is your news feed full of partisan politics? With Google Delusion, make it a stress-free paradise of kittens that say, I don't do Mondays, and quotes from the most interesting man in the world, guaranteed to tickle your funny bone. You can also customize Google Delusion to omit depressing stories with words like debt, Syria, CrossFit, and Nickelback. It's easy, and it's free. And when you're ready, upgrade to Google Sheltered, so you and your family never have to read about war, poverty, or the homeless again. Google Delusion, taking you back to the days when you'd never heard the words Kim Car... See what we did there? I wish these guys would touch me and feel me. I am a dirty robot, after all. The Megacast is back. I'm turning it off. I'm turning it off. What the hell was I thinking right there, Ted? I put that one in there because I was like, oh, this is for Luke to tease the fact that Luke's going to be back next week. Look at that, 29 minutes in. <laughs> when he gets to the course, he drops a rack of F-bombs right yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Watch, I'll pull it up and see. Oh, thank you. It's a gun. It's a done. It's a done. Uh. <laughs> I still love the weekend. Oh, somebody put it, threw it out there, and I never really did fact like really thought about it but they're like the album is basically a it's a, a love it's a love album a love song album to drugs yeah or even that one like like i even if he's talking about a chick i mean he's like i only call you when i'm effed up yeah that's the real me yeah it's all about drugs <laughs> yeah the whole album and it doesn't sound like it if you don't pay attention to the lyrics yeah exactly yeah i love the weekend it's so awesome um but yeah luke wilson talked to him last night spent some time with him he's uh He's of course just worn out from training camp. I mean, it's I, just, I don't know how those guys do training camp in ninety degree weather, dude. I remember I only did two a days once because right. I just remember being like the most miserable thing of my life. Yeah, to this day. And I mean, I've boxed, and I still think, and we've been trained like two or three times a day. But there's something different about being on. A, I mean, granted, Luke's a professional football player. I'm thinking about the crappy field in Riverdale yeah. trying out the JV, and it's dusty, and it's 90, 90% humidity, and oh. oh, just simple things. Like, you see a guy doing a lap, and he gets to pop his helmet off? I mean, that it's like glorious. It, 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 it <laughs> truly, truly is. Right. But take- glorious. No. There was a dude, all right, there was a dude that I went to high school with, right? Well, there's a couple of them, but this dude, Rashad, right? And he had one of the best lines ever. He was talking about... Like the end of the year and the last practice, right? And I, I don't think he was getting much playing time or whatever. And he's like, Tony, man, when practice ends, when coach blows that whistle, I'm throwing my helmet in the woods. He's like, how do you know that I'm not going to get any playing time on Saturday anyhow? I'm taking that helmet off and I'm throwing it in the woods. <laughs> like, get back out there. I can't. Where's your helmet? It's in the woods. <laughs> 
but I, to this day, like just the idea of like the final whistle blows. All right, that's their last practice. Let's win that championship tomorrow. And one of the practice team guys just like f, f this helmet, f this, f this team. I don't care if we win or lose. I'm not playing. And the helmets in the woods. Yeah, I mean, look, that I don't care. Awesome. I don't care if it's high school, what level you're playing on. It's nice to be like the practice team guys do so much for the team. But, man, it's hard on those dudes. They yeah. know realistically they're never going to get in a game and stuff. And it's a big difference between being on the practice squad for, like, a high school or a football team. Yeah. You know, at least in, 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 in the pro level, I think, what is it at now? Like, about 6000 a week? Maybe even a little bit more than that the practice squad guys make. Yeah. So, yeah, it does suck. And it's not $2 million or $10 million a year. But I think I'm, I think I can at least go to bed exhausted, hating practice, being like, well, I got six Gs for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're you right. Know what I As mean? opposed to just being a scout team dude on, in high school. Right. Like, like yeah. Rashad, he knew it. He was never gotten any PT. Like, oh, that's great. I get a jacket. You know what you get? A helmet in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. You put a letter on my jacket. That's great. Right. Find my helmet. It's in the woods. Rashad, you playing this year? Nah, man. That helmet's still in the woods. So, <laughs> that is a great visual. Isn't it? Yes. The other, all right. Well, the other one I remember, too. Yeah, I, I love these stories, man. It's like, right? So during, during the two days, right? Like the first thing you have to do is the worst thing on earth. I don't know how it was for hockey, but stations, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just like these stations. Some of them are just bags you got to jump over or run through. Some of it might be like doing sprints or tackling drill or calisthenics or mm-hmm. freaking up downs. So right. So then they, but it's funny. Up-downs I can remember the worst. this one guy, man, and we'd be sitting there on the water break, and you could see the coach like fooling it around for the whistle, and he would just start going, "Don't, coach, coach, don't get the whistle, don't get the whistle, don't." He's blowing the whistle. <laughs> It's like a play-by-play. It was. But it's like the inner thought that it, you can't even keep inside your head anymore. You kind of want the coach to hear this. Right. And yeah. Giff was big enough and good enough player that he could say that and the coach wouldn't mind. Right. But it was just hilarious. Like, yeah. Don't do it, coach. Don't grab. He's grabbing the whistle. Yeah, the practice scout team guy can't. is not going to be able to get away with that. Oh, yeah. You I'm- said what? Next, you know, shoulder pads are in the woods. <laughs> and his cleats. That's cleats. My athletic supporter in the woods, too. <laughs> poor buck-naked high school football player. Just walking home. Going, look, I can't play anymore. Everything's in the woods. Uh, they have nicer fields now, but those fields are so ghetto, too. Why well, even just like back in the day when we made the road trip to Cheney for the Seahawks training camp? Yeah. And even that was, I mean, Eastern Washington in the summer, like... That was brutal, and the field was a fine. It wasn't like what you're talking about, but it was still like, gosh, I don't know how these guys do it. And then they're having to stay at, like, you know, I think they stay on the Dorm campus. Rooms. Yeah, and it's like just a crap environment. I mean, before they changed it to the VMAC, I remember players being like, yeah, I don't even want, like, some players, I think they even questioned retirement so they didn't have to go through training camp again. Well, I mean, that was that's the old school idea. Yeah. I mean, even high schools, I remember, used to do it. Like, my uncles talk about it, and they would t- – they would bus them like out of town for like two weeks, right? Jeez. And then you'd have your first scrimmage. Yeah. 
But you've been in the heat. This coach has been whooping your butt. So by the time you get to that scrimmage and see another jersey, I mean, you're ready to tear that team apart. Yeah, and, and I, I get the whole, it builds probably a lot of camaraderie. Because I mean, sure. you're, you're just stuck with each other. But I mean, I think people are willing to bypass the camaraderie so they don't have to go in those well, conditions. veterans. I don't blame the veterans at yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, remember Walter Jones? He would yeah. never show up to be. He's like, yeah, I'll be there for the season. I'm going to go work out at home. I'm going to push some SUVs up a hill. Yeah. But I am not going to Cheney. Sorry. I'm your. I'm the greatest player at the time. I'm the greatest Seahawk of all time. And some Screw of those, you guys. Some of those guys, man, I don't know that they need to be there. No. You know what I mean? I think the, the specialist guys, you know, the throwing and the catching, mm-hmm. that's a lot of timing and stuff. Those guys... They should all be there, but some of those linemen, like I was just saying, the fat guy's Walter, on the line. What is Walter John? Like, what was he gonna lose or learn? Walter Jones, not Walter Johnson. What was he gonna learn at that point that he didn't already know? Like, he's a smart dude. He knows the playbook. He's a pro bowler. He's yeah. never not been. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, minus a couple of years, but you know what I mean. Like, he's yeah. He's he's been a dominant force at his position. Some would say the best at his position. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he needs to show up to training camp. I think he's got it figured out. <laughs> Let the practice squad guy who threw his helmet in the woods do it for him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was a quick guy. I know we got to get running right, real quick, but uh, there was a, a quick moment uh, during the Luke Wilson, uh, Jermaine, and Jermaine Curse, awesome guy. All Hopefully right. we could get him I on the podcast. Him, yeah. Super chill guy. Like, nice. And it was fun watching how he interacted with kids because there were a lot of kids at this event where they played the Madden game at the, at the Bellevue Square, uh, and he was just hamming it up with the kids. So was Luke. Luke at one point got so worked up at a kid that he almost did the suck it after he like, he's like, I just flexed in front of a kid. My bad. It was pretty awesome. Sounds you know, like the kid was looking for it. You know, we probably don't have time right now. I don't want to be late because I know we have a big meeting. So maybe next yeah. week when Luke is here, we'll play some of the audio I grabbed. Anarchy, uh, but I got to talk to the boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw the boss, but I got to go talk to the boss. All right, Ted. Uh, this is a short one where we apologize. But you know what? Sometimes the Mega Cast doesn't have time for foreplay. We just got to get in there and get, get out. done. Because we, the Mega Cast, are... Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Let's get 10. You can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah. Email us, themegacast at yahoo.com, and, or just email us at the KSW addresses. But tell us some of your stories about that one weird kid from school. And end this summer strong. We're yes. counting on you. Do it. We're out. Oh, and maybe Luke Wilson will be with us next week. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs>